this is Sarah Anderson, the Northwest Kids Pastor here at Vineyard Northwest. And this message you're gonna hear is about supernatural discernment. We're gonna talk about what supernatural discernment is, how we actually engage in it, and what our response should be when we do discern that something is happening supernaturally. So I hope you enjoy this message. Like Van said, I am the Northwest Kids Pastor, and so I would be remiss if I didn't say hi to all the kids that are watching. Hi guys, I love you, I miss you, I hope that we're back together soon. And to everybody else, all the adults, I care about you too, I love you too, welcome. Um, So here at Vineyard Northwest, we started a series a few weeks ago called Supernatural. And so I'm gonna pick that series back up today and dive into supernatural discernment. So I'm gonna define discernment, I'm gonna talk about how we actually do it, and then what our response should be. And so my hope today is really just to give you a basic overview about what supernatural discernment is. So our vision here at Vineyard Northwest is to be a culture that welcomes heaven to earth, and that involves the supernatural. That is looking for heaven to come to earth. That's looking for the supernatural realm to invade the natural realm, for the unseen realm to invade the seen. And any time that happens, that's supernatural. So even if this is your first time interacting with our church or if you've been a longtime member here, if you're gonna hang around, you're gonna have some supernatural experiences. It's just going to happen. It's a part of our culture. If you've ever experienced God's presence, if you've ever seen someone be healed, if you've ever spoken in tongues, you've experienced the supernatural. And so we are all just naturally going to grow in discernment just by being a part of this culture. But it should also be a goal of ours that we want to grow in discernment. We can always grow more in discernment. So I could take all of my time today to really make a theological and biblical case for the fact that there is a vibrant spiritual realm, but I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) I'm just gonna say that there are in fact two realms. There is a natural realm and a supernatural realm, a seen realm and an unseen realm. And we can understand this fact that there are two realms and we can let it impact our worldview and our lens of how we view the world, how we view our relationships, how we view our life, or we can live in denial or even just flat out avoidance or ignorance of the fact that there are two realms. But regardless of which one of those you choose to do, you are still impacted every single day by the supernatural. Whether you realize it or not, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, it's happening. And all of us, we experience the natural every day, but we also experience the supernatural. And if we are unaware of the unseen realm, or if we ignore the unseen realm, we're or if it's just not even a part of our worldview, it's just not even on our radar, we're going to attribute everything that happens to us to the natural or seen realm. That's just what's going to happen. And that is actually to our detriment, especially as believers in Jesus, we have to have this worldview that includes the unseen or supernatural realm. In 2 Corinthians, it says, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul is telling us there, we should make it a 
a habit of ours to fix our eyes on what is unseen. This is not just me making it up, it's in the Bible. There is the unseen, there is the seen. And we need to choose to set our hearts and set our minds on the things that are eternal, on the things that are unseen and supernatural. That can seem a little daunting. I know for me, there was a time in my life where it seemed really daunting to think about interacting with the supernatural realm. But we're gonna go through it today and I think you can all do it. So what is discernment? Discern, just in plain English, means to perceive or to recognize. So let's say you're driving down the highway, maybe going a little bit too fast, and you catch a glimpse of something in your rearview mirror, and you like look closer, trying to figure out if it's a cop car behind you. That's using discernment. <laughs> That's trying to figure out or recognize, is that a cop following me? Discern in the original biblical language means to distinguish between spirits, to judge or to get to the core or root of something. So when we talk about supernatural discernment, we're talking about recognizing or perceiving what is happening in the supernatural or unseen realm at any given point in time. So for instance, right now in the natural realm in this room, it's pretty empty. <laughs> the things that I can perceive or recognize is that it is a lot emptier than it normally is on a Sunday morning. It's kind of bright. The lights in my eyes are bright. I can feel the stage under my feet. It's pretty quiet. That's what I can perceive and discern in the natural realm. In the supernatural realm, what I can discern right now is that the Holy Spirit's here. He's working. Actually, my hands are trembling a little bit because I'm feeling his presence on my body. And he's working with me and he's moving through me to make sure that my words are his words. I know that there are angels in this room. I actually right now have a sense that there's an angel that's kind of over the cameras and making sure that the technology is functioning correctly. That's supernatural discernment. Now, it's one thing to say, oh, the Holy Spirit's here, the Holy Spirit's working. That's kind of playing it safe, that's easy. Like the Holy Spirit's always everywhere, like his presence is pervasive, he's always doing something, that's playing it safe. But it is different to say something specific. And the specific is what we really want to press into. Of course we wanna grow in discerning the presence of the Holy Spirit, we want to grow in that, but we also wanna grow in our specificity of what the Holy Spirit is doing. Now, discernment in and of itself is biblical. It's listed as a spiritual gift in 1 Corinthians 12. I'm gonna read the passage to you. Luke Hazelmeyer gave a great message on this passage a couple weeks ago. So go back in our Facebook feed, go back on the podcast and listen to Luke's message about the Holy Spirit's gifts because it was incredible. So here's 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse seven. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. In other words, discernment to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determined. 
Listen to Luke's message about this because through Luke's message, you'll come to understand that we all can do supernatural discernment. It is a gift of the spirit that we all have access to. And I think it's important to note that it's a gift of the spirit to discern what the spirit is doing. We need his gifting. We need him to open our eyes and our ears to what he is doing. Now, we use our natural abilities in discernment, but discernment goes beyond using our natural abilities. It goes beyond just reading a room or reading people to figure out what God is doing. It takes a gift of the spirit. John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, he said that discernment is figuring out if the root of supernatural activity is divine, human, or the enemy. Okay, so if the root of supernatural activity is divine, that means that it's coming from the Holy Spirit or it's coming from angels. If the root of supernatural activity is human or if it's from the enemy, if, it ha- if it's demonic in nature. Now, it's easiest to kind of use examples from church or from ministry time to talk about this, but the supernatural realm is pervasive. It is everywhere. We need to use supernatural discernment when we're at home. You at home, sitting there watching Facebook Live, you can use supernatural discernment right this minute in your home. You can use it at work, when you're driving. We need to use our supernatural discernment anytime. Now, there are often times that it's pretty easy to figure out or to discern what the root of supernatural activity is. Let's say that we're in church and someone just gave a sermon about God's love and someone accepts Jesus for the first time and they start weeping and they're smiling and laughing. It's pretty easy to discern that that is divine, (laughs) that God is doing something with that person. On the flip side, let's say you're praying for someone and they start to manifest a demonic presence and they're growling and yelling and it's pretty easy to determine that that is coming from a demonic source. But there are a lot of gray areas where it is not easy to determine the source. For instance, let's say I have three sons. Let's say that one of my sons starts to just cry and just throw a tantrum and scream, which They don't do very often, but their world has been flipped upside down this past week. They're not going to school, they're not going to baseball, they're not going to soccer, they're home, we're with each other all the time. So let's say something like that is happening. I need to discern, I need to look at my kid and say, you know what, is this human? Is this just him having a hard time? Do I just need to be his mom right now and come and love him and hold him and tell him, we're gonna get through this, we're gonna be okay? or if I could discern, you know what? He's actually experiencing some demonic influence right now. And the enemy is messing with him and is causing him to feel anxiety or to feel panic. And in that mode, I'm still gonna be his mom. I'm still gonna hug him. I'm still gonna love him, but I'm also gonna pray for him and I'm gonna rebuke that demonic activity. But it's a gray area where I need to use my supernatural discernment to figure it out. Now, don't hear me saying that my kids are possessed. (laughs) They're not. (laughs) We are all able to be influenced by the Holy Spirit, by divine angels, or by the demonic. Our emotions and our thoughts are able to be influenced by both sides of the spiritual realm. Another gray area, we were at More Love, More Power, a lot of the staff, a conference in central Illinois about a month ago, 
And during ministry time, this one woman was just screaming repeatedly, loudly. And Wilson and I were chatting and we had already engaged with ministry time and we were just kind of chatting at the back of the room. And Wilson said, you know, I've learned that when somebody screams like that during ministry time, about 10% of the time it's God causing it, 40% of the time it's emotional pain just being released out of the person, and about 50% of the time it's demonic. That's supernatural discernment. Now, Wilson wasn't actively engaging with the woman who was screaming. If he had, he would have been using his discernment and trying to figure out, okay, is this a 10% case? Is this a 50% case? And trying to figure out the root of what was going on. But to have that mindset, that's discernment. It's going into a situation, going into a gray area and saying, you know what? This could be demonic. This could be divine. God could be releasing something in this person or this could just be human. It could be her emotional pain that's just coming out. In Hebrews 5.14, it says, but solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Or in the Passion Translation, it says, but solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. So Wilson has used his experience, he's, he's used his extensive experience that's acted as his training for him to operate in supernatural discernment. We need to use our experience to inform our discernment. Now, I do think it's important to state that discernment is different from getting a word of knowledge. Now, could we get a word of knowledge that someone is struggling with something demonic or that angels are doing something with somebody we're ministering to? Absolutely, but that's getting a word of knowledge. That's not discernment. They're different. In my research this week, I found a quote that says, discernment is a perception, a feeling, a sight-oriented thing, Whereas a word of knowledge is a fact that is dropped into our thoughts or spirit. So our perception, discernment is using our perception. What are we perceiving right now in the spiritual realm and even in the natural realm? And we're filtering that through our experience to discern what's actually happening. Whereas a word of knowledge is God just gives it to us. <laughs> in his goodness, he just drops it right into our minds. Like this is what's happening. And then we can go from there to minister. Now, the last thing I'll say about what discernment is, is that it's not something to be mastered. It's not something to just say, check, I'm done, I know how to discern the supernatural and move on. Micah, our pastor of the prophetic, he, the spiritual realm is open to him and he sees angels, he sees demons, he's, he's always observing supernatural activity. And so I sent him a text yesterday and I said, Micah, is discernment still something you're growing in? And he said, always, 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 always. <laughs> he, even Micah, who gets to see whose eyes are opened widely to the spiritual realm, is always growing in discernment. We can always grow in it. So how do you do it? How do you operate in spiritual discernment? Well, first of all, you have to decide you want to. You need to make the decision that you want to have supernatural discernment. And 
This is biblical. In Acts 28, verse 27, it says, for this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. We can in fact harden our hearts. We can close our eyes and we can close our ears to what's happening in the supernatural realm, either intentionally or unintentionally. Paul wasn't saying that the whole group of people in front of him were all blind and deaf. No, that's ridiculous. He was saying that they were spiritually blind and spiritually deaf to what was happening in the supernatural realm. We need to have our minds open that there is a supernatural realm and the heart posture that desires seeing and hearing in that realm. We have to have a soft heart, a willing heart. We have to have prayers that say, Lord, show me, reveal more of the supernatural to me. In all honesty, I lived a large chunk of my life in ignorance, well, not really, more like fear of the supernatural realm. I, probably the most accurate phrase is I was freaked out by the supernatural realm. I believed in it. I knew that it was real. I had this like core gut reaction that the supernatural was real, but it freaked me out. And I really didn't want much to do with it. And one day, probably about 20 years ago, my dad was taking a nap in our basement at our old house and he woke up and saw an angel floating in the air over top of him. And I think he interacted with the angel. I don't remember exactly, but he came upstairs and he shared with our family what had happened. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. That's great. But my thought was, you know, I don't really want to go in the basement anymore. <laughs> like, I think I'm good. Like, I, don't, I didn't really like the basement anyway. I'm just going to stay up here. <laughs> As if that angel was like locked in place in the basement and was always going to be there. But that was my gut reaction to the supernatural. And I'll be honest, like I've never actually seen an angel like that. Not anything like how Micah sees angels all the time. I have sensed an angelic presence. I've felt them. I've experienced ministry from them. I've seen them in my mind's eye. But I wonder if way back then, if I had had a different reaction, if I had had a different response, if my current interactions with angels would be different. Our heart response matters. It matters how we respond when we hear a story about someone else having something happen supernaturally or when we have an experience with the supernatural. It matters. Micah, who when he was little, he started to see things in the spiritual realm and he would go to his mom and he'd tell his mom what he was seeing and his mom coached him and said, Micah, you tell the Lord, thank you. You say, thank you, Lord, show me more. That's our response. That's how we should respond. You know, along with that, kids, they are not cut off from the supernatural. Kids can see and operate and discern in the supernatural. My oldest son, Alex, has had a few different supernatural encounters in his life. The first one I remember that I was a part of was when he was about 18 months old and he was in his crib taking a nap, I thought, and I heard him just laughing and laughing and laughing. And so I went in to get him out of his crib and I said, Buster, what's funny? And he pointed up and he said, man, in the sky air. <laughs> and, I, and he just laughed. 
and just had the biggest grin on his face. And I had grown in my faith by that time. So my, like, my gut reaction was, oh my gosh, that is so cool. That is awesome. Just a couple minutes ago, little Cecilia is here and we're social distancing, but this little tiny baby, she's what, nine months old? She's here and she was waving to me and I waved back to her and her dad leaned over and said, just a couple minutes ago, she was just waving at the ceiling. (laughs) She's probably seeing angels. She's probably interacting with angels. You know, my son Alex, he's 11 now, almost 12. And a couple of weeks ago, I had just tucked him in. And maybe 15 minutes later, he called to me and he said, Mom, come here. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it now? So I go into his room and he says, Mom, I just saw an angel playing on my drum set. <laughs> he said, I just looked over and the angel was just like rocking out playing on my drum set. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, that's really cool. I have no idea what that means, but that's really cool. And so I told him, I said, Alex, do you know what you say? You say, thank you, Lord, show me more. And then I pointed at the drum set and I said, now don't keep us up all night. (laughs) I'm like, and you go to sleep, it's bedtime. (laughs) You know, last week was a crazy week. And then on Thursday night, the tornado sirens went off here in Cincinnati and there's a tornado warning. And so I got my kids out of bed and we went downstairs and we prayed and we watched the news and we, you know, sheltered in place in our basement and all that. And after everything was safe, I took the kids back upstairs to bed and Alex, that same son of mine, he has a little bit of anxiety around storms. He always has. And so as I was tucking him in, I was praying for him and I just prayed for angels to come and to guard our house and to guard the trees around our house and to guard our trampoline in the backyard that it wouldn't blow away. And when I was done praying, Alex said, mom, I just saw a vision of angels just flying like Superman and like coming out of the sky to come and stand guard around our house. Okay, now that is supernatural discernment. Alex, my 11 year old, has the ability to discern that our prayers have an effect on the supernatural realm. Using supernatural discernment is saying, you know what, my prayers are powerful and my prayers are effective and when I pray, it moves the supernatural realm and I'm gonna listen and feel and think and see and try to determine what is happening in the supernatural realm when I pray. Kids can do this. So, first step to discernment is decide you wanna do it. Be open to it. Second step is to use your senses. Discernment oftentimes relies upon us using our natural senses. We look at what is happening in the natural and we combine it with our supernatural nature and our supernatural receptivity and we combine that to figure out what's happening in the supernatural realm. So your senses, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you taste even? What do you smell? So what do you see? Here at the Vineyard, we teach people to pray with their eyes open. We do that because you can see a lot about what is happening in the supernatural based on how someone's body or face is reacting during prayer. You know, are their eyelids fluttering? That often indicates the, pres- indicates the presence of God. Does a peaceful look come over their face? Do they start to cry? Do they start to smile? Are they grimacing? <laughs> Sometimes that happens. But what we see on their body and on their face informs us about what God is doing. You know, we can, 
Well, and it's happening now. We can also see other things. There was a period of time where every time I came into this room for worship, I had gold dust that would appear on my hands. And it's happening now. (laughs) There's gold dust on my hands, but that's something that I can see that informs me about what God is doing. And when it first happened, I didn't know. It was, Robbie Dawkins was here and he was doing ministry time and he said, you know, some of you are gonna have gold dust on your hands. And I was like, what in the world is that? And I looked at my hands and they were sparkling. And I was like, okay, (laughs) this is weird. And then the next time I came to church, it happened. And the next time, and the next time. And so I didn't really have a supernatural worldview at that point in time. And so I started to say, well, maybe I'm wearing gold eyeshadow and I'm just like rubbing my eyes a lot only when I come to church. And that's why it's happening. Or maybe I was a stay-at-home mom, so I didn't really dress nicely all the time. And so I said, maybe my nice jeans just have gold dust embedded in them or something. Or maybe it's from the hand soap in the bathrooms here. Like, how is this happening? And then one day I went up to Dave King, the late Dave King, who was a pastor here, and I showed him my hands and I said, Dave, help, (laughs) what is this? And he said, Sarah, that's part of the glory of the Lord and it's on your hands, he's showing it to you. You just need to say thank you. And I was like, oh, okay, like I can do that. And he said, and Sarah, take it one step further. When you see it, Take it as a sign that the Lord's presence is on you and go minister to people. Go lay those hands on people and pray for them. And it took me talking with Dave for me to understand what I was seeing, for it to kind of realign my worldview about the supernatural. We need to keep our eyes open and watch. Smell, sometimes you can discern the supernatural by smell. There was one time I was here in this room during a service, I was standing right over there and I started to smell peanut butter cookies baking. And I was like, okay, nobody's baking peanut butter cookies. Like we're all in this room, nobody's baking. Lord, tell me what does this mean? And he said, Sarah, I want the people to feel the way that you felt when you were at your grandma's house when you were little and she was making thousands of Christmas cookies. How loved and special and safe you were. He said, that's how I want people to feel my presence right now. So I walked over to Van who was leading the service that day and I shared that with him and he shared it with the room at large and things started to happen in the natural because of what God was doing in the supernatural. There was another day I was preaching and somebody came up to me after the service and she said, Sarah, every time you walked over to this side of the room, she was sitting back there, she said, I smelled roses. And she said, I didn't understand it. So she said, I started to lean over to people and like try to smell them and see if like they had rose perfume on. She said, and nobody did. And it was every time you walked this way. She said, finally, the Lord told me that he was releasing his presence through your words, that your words were anointed. I mean, how humbling is that? That was amazing. This can happen the flip side. Van and Lori used to have a house group at their house on Friday nights. And one time they came home and there was a stench around the house an awful demonic stench. And so they, using their wisdom and their experience, they knew that it was demonic activity. And so they prayed against it, and I can't remember exactly, but I think it left. Yeah, after they prayed. That, we can use our senses, we can smell. 
You know, sometimes we, not, we might not even notice something in the natural. Just because we don't notice something in the natural doesn't mean the supernatural realm isn't active. A good example of this is when people accept Jesus into their heart. Sometimes people's conversion story is dramatic and it's intense and they're crying and they feel the presence of God and you can see the supernatural happening on their body. Other times people accept Jesus and it appears in the natural to just kind of be like, ho-hum, like normal, nothing really happened. But after days and weeks later from the fruit in their life and the life change, we can tell that something really happened. There was a lot that was happening in the supernatural realm at that time. We're not always gonna see effects in the natural of what's happening in the supernatural. And sometimes it's really subtle. So step number one, decide you wanna do it. Step number two, use your senses. Step number three, trust your gut. Sometimes you just have to go with your gut. Sometimes we just get a gut instinct of, you know what, this is what God's doing right now. And so we use that, like me seeing the angel over the video cameras right now. That's not something that I'm seeing in my imagination or my mind's eye or even in in the natural realm. That's just a gut instinct that I have that, you know what, that's what God's doing. So we trust our gut. Especially when we're first learning, your gut instinct can be just a flash. You just need to grab hold of that, hold on to it, and realize that God sometimes speaks to us really subtly, or our gut instincts about these things can be really subtle. Next, we need to use our imagination. Our imagination is part of our God-given ability to think. And so we can submit our imagination to God. We can close our eyes and we can say, God, would you show me what you're doing right now? God, would you show me the supernatural realm? Would you help me imagine what's going on right now where I'm at? Lastly, practice. We need to practice supernatural discernment. We need to be intentional about growing in it, about asking the Lord to show us and then moving through it, pressing into it. If he shows us something divine that's occurring, we press into it and we ask God to release more. If he shows us something demonic that's happening, then we rebuke it and we tell it to stop. We need to press into it and practice. You know, the staff practiced, we did a spiritual discernment practice one time about six months ago altogether. We were in a ministry staff meeting. We have those every Tuesday morning. And we were like, you know what? We should work on our spiritual discernment. And so we asked Micah to lead us and we all came into the auditorium. And this was when the stage was not here. (laughs) We have a new stage and this was when the old stage had been torn out and the new stage hadn't yet been built. And so we stood at the back of the room and Micah said, look at the stage, where the stage used to be, where the stage is going to be. What do you sense is happening in the supernatural realm? And so we all stood there and we listened for probably five minutes, three minutes. And then we all shared. And we said, this is what I see. This is what I sense. This is what I feel. And there are so many common threads between what we shared. And then Micah said, okay, let's go closer. So we came about halfway up into the auditorium and he said, look in, look in, <laughs> listen, look, feel, what do you sense happening? And so we stood there and we stopped again and we just watched. And then we shared and it, there was like this intensity that just came in the room. And then he said, come closer. So we came up to the edge of where the stage used to be and we watched one more time and it just became this holy moment of 
I don't know, I had had this perspective that our building refresh, like painting and changing the stage, was just a purely natural kind of thing that we were doing, that it didn't have a huge effect on the supernatural realm. But that day, like my eyes were open and there was so much supernatural activity happening in this space. Like the angels were concerned about the fact that we were having a new stage and they were busy and they were hard at work and they were building things and putting things into the foundation of this place where we worship and where we release the word of God. It was important in the supernatural realm. And so we all just got this like instinct, this instinctual feel of how important it was. And so we climbed into the wreckage of the stage and we grabbed a box of Sharpies and we all started writing on the foundation of the building, what we saw happening in the supernatural and just praying for it to be released down into the foundation of this building. Then someone went and grabbed a guitar and as a staff, we just worshiped under where this stage is. And it was so powerful, but it took practice. Without our willingness to practice our supernatural discernment, maybe we wouldn't have seen that. We definitely wouldn't have had that bonding moment as a staff. And it has affected my perception and my view of this room and the activity in this room. All right, so what do we do when we discern that something is happening supernaturally, whether it's good or bad? The first thing is you need to determine, do I have the authority in the natural to do anything about this? We are not always in a position of authority where we can do any, something about what we are discerning. For instance, you might not have authority to do something if you're sitting in the middle of Sunday service in the actual Sunday service room and you get a sense that something demonic is happening. You don't have the authority to just stand up and start rebuking things in the middle of somebody's sermon. Like, that's awkward, that's not great, it's not a good thing to do. Um, You also might not have the authority if you're at work and you're in a board meeting and you start to see that like angels are touching people. You probably aren't, unless you're at a Christian company, you're probably not gonna wanna just stand up and start praying for people. Now, we always have the authority to pray. We always have the spiritual authority and the supernatural authority to pray and to release more or to rebuke demonic things that are happening. You always have that spiritual authority. I'm just talking about the natural authority in the natural realm. Now, when do you have authority? You have authority when you're praying for somebody. Like if you're on prayer team, ministry team, you're just praying for a friend, you always have the authority. When you discern that something is happening, you step into that. If you're at your house, you have authority over your house. That's your realm in the natural. So you have the authority to do things. So the first thing is to figure out, can I do something about this right now? Second is decide how you're going to proceed. If you don't have authority, proceed by praying silently or praying under your breath or writing, texting somebody else to pray that's not in the room. Um, So decide how you're going to proceed. You need to lean into the other gifts of the Holy Spirit. Once you discern something, that's not the end of the ministry time. That's not the end of how something is gonna happen. After you discern something, then you press into the other gifts like healing and word of knowledge and prophecy and praying in tongues. That's when you start to lean into the other gifts of the spirit to continue to minister. Um, Be tentative. Don't be, be 
bold in your practicing and be bold in how you minister. But we, we have a culture of being tentative when we minister to people, of saying, does that feel right to you? Do, are you feeling that? Like, I'm sensing fear on your body. Are you, are you sensing that? Instead of saying, there's fear on your body and I cast it out now. I mean, that can come across as abrasive to some people. So we want to, to be tentative and lead with compassion and minister with compassion. Uh, go to a church leader, especially if you're in the church building and you sense that something is happening that's affecting the corporate body. Come and talk to a church leader. That's what I do. I oftentimes am not the person in authority for what happens on Sunday mornings. And so I go to Wilson or I go to Van or I go to Luke. I go to whoever's in charge and I submit it to them what I'm discerning. And then it's up to them to use their, their authority in that moment to decide. And then lastly, ask God for more. <laughs> Always ask God for more. Say, God, thank you for showing me what's happening. Please show me more. So I want to end just by reading a passage to you from 1 Corinthians 13. This talks about seeing in the, in the spiritual realm. And I think this is the Passion Translation. Love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters, for I saw things like a child and reasoned like a child. But the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish ways. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though reflected in a mirror. But one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. So we see in part, we're only ever going to discern supernaturally in part until we actually arrive in heaven. But our goal needs to be love. <laughs> the goal of supernatural discernment isn't, oh, isn't it so cool what I can see and what I can understand about the supernatural. Our goal is to love people into deeper relationship with Jesus. Our goal is to love and to minister to people through love and with compassion. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you are good. Jesus, I thank you that you reign over the supernatural realm. God, I ask right now that you would open our eyes, you would open our ears to the supernatural, that you would change our worldview. If we need to have more of a supernatural worldview, that you would change that right now in Jesus' name, all across the city and country and world, wherever people are watching, that you would open their eyes and open their minds and soften their hearts to the supernatural realm. I thank you that we can see and hear and perceive what you are doing that you have given us this ability so that we can press into what you're doing as your agents here on earth to release your love and your grace and your power. Thank you, Jesus.
We love you so much. So we're gonna do a little bit of ministry time. We've got some time left today. Um, and so Micah and Will are up here. They're gonna help me with some ministry time. So guys, yeah. what do you think? It's the only thing I had. I wanted, really wanted Micah to pray over us. Such a powerful message. Wow. I learned so much just now. Um, <laughs> but I think especially the gift of discernment is helpful for us right now to know how to pray well and to be able to discern and um, pray, you know, what the right thing. So, Mike, will you just pray? I'm just give you the mic. You just pray and just release the, the gift of discernment. I mean, this message is going to launch us forward so much, but then also the grace on your life that we would just kind of be able to flow in that. And um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I would just say that one of the one of the a great way to, to, to continue to practice is to, I tell my students, is to practice seeing what's in the Bible. The Bible is very visual. Um, there's a lot of sights and, and things that, are, that happen in the Bible that are visual. So practice uh, picturing what you're reading in the Bible that will strengthen your imagination and your sight. So Father, I just pray right now for those watching, Lord, I just pray for an increase of the gift of discernment. Uh, Lord, I pray Ephesians 1, uh, 17 uh, through 19, the eyes of their heart may be opened or filled with light, that they may know you better, that they may know the hope of their calling in Jesus' name, that they be filled with wisdom and revelation. Lord, that when they see things, they'll have the interpretation. When they see things, they'll have the revelation to go along with it. So I just bless their, uh, their, their hearts, their minds, and their bodies right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that everyone, everyone can encounter the Lord in the supernatural realm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I had a sense earlier today that this is so important right now because there's so much happening in the natural realm right now. There's so much chaos and so much yeah, fear and chaos in the natural realm, that consequently there's a lot going on in the supernatural realm. And so for us as believers to grow in our discernment right now is vitally important because when we can see the divine encountering the natural realm, that's gonna calm us. That's going to give us something to like grab hold, to, grab hold of and say, God is working. His angels are working. This, we are not alone. We are not doing this alone. It's also going to inform our prayers. It's going to tell us how to pray. It's going to give us peace. But then if we do see things that are from the other side, from demonic activity, that's going to give us passion to pray. And it's going to give us direction and it's going to engage us to, to rebuke that and to speak against it. So I think it's vitally important right now that we take all this time that we have at home to really grow in this supernatural gift.